You're listening to the Your Reality Recaps audio-only version of our Opposite Worlds weekly recap show. To see the live version, head over to our YouTube channel or visit our website, yourrealityrecaps.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to our super amazing Sci-Fi Opposite Worlds cast preview show. Oh, we are so excited for this cast preview because we are going to be covering Opposite Worlds all season long every Thursday after the Wednesday Night Live Elimination show. We're also doing cast blogs about it in case you guys need to catch up. We're going to be live tweeting it during the shows every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. So we just, we have so much in store for you guys. But, you know, let me just give you one or two little notes first. Of course, make sure you thumbs up and subscribe to this YouTube channel. It really helps support all of our shows and lets us keep bringing you guys stuff like this. Of course, so does using that Amazon.com link over on the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com or simply making a donation directly to us. They're all great ways to help the show, but the easiest and simplest, freest way that you can do it is just share our shows on social media, tell your friends about us, thumbs up, and subscribe. Of course, you guys should also know by now we're doing live daily vlogs on days that we don't have show days. And they're like short little five-minute videos. They let you see into our personal life, behind-the-scenes stuff. They're funny. You guys should definitely check them out over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash vlog. And of course, if you guys want to watch us do our shows live, you can check out our live show page over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show. Um, and that's where you can watch them live before the edited version goes up. Speaking of those edited versions, you know, comment in the section below on YouTube because we love interacting with all of you. And same thing goes for the live shows. You can interact with us live and we'll even ask your questions and, and answer them on the show. But all right, enough about all of that. We need to get to our cast preview show with interview with the one and only Luke Tipple from uh, Capture, and now, of course, the host of Opposite Worlds. But here's the best part. We're being joined by a special guest from Capture. Or I'll just tell you it's James. Sorry, James. But, but uh, it's really good because James is going to have insight on Luke. I asked Luke about James. And we're just going to break down everything about what you guys can expect on the premiere of Opposite Worlds tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern. So shut up, Eric. Tell the people where they can find you. Okay, I'm over on Twitter at Reality Recaps. And who's here with me? Hey, everyone. It's John Richardson. So excited to talk. Talk about opposite worlds. The more I read, the more I like. You can follow me on Twitter at Comedy Jonah. Hey guys, I'm James Wallington. I'm so excited to talk about opposite worlds. You can follow me on Twitter at James Wallington, and I cannot wait to hear what Luke Tipple has to say. Did you guys know that there's another world? It's not just the past and the future. What? Is it the present? It it totally is the present. (laughs) It totally is the present. You sound like you're in another world, okay? Wait, is it really part of, like, the game, the structure of the game, or is that just, like, a joke that they're living in the present, even though there's, you know, the future and the past? No, they are obviously living in the past and in the future, but uh, when they are competing, they come into the present to compete, and Luke kind of facilitates uh, their challenges. They have team challenges, and they have uh, individual challenges. Huh. I also think it's pretty interesting because... 
pretty much the fans control the way this show goes down. Apparently, there's this whole, um, what did they call it? Oh, a popularity index on Twitter. So whenever you guys tweet the name of the cast member that you like with the hashtag opposite worlds, then you can say whatever you want about them. And that will like fluctuate how they get rewards or punishments in the show. Pretty much fans are really controlling this show. So talk shit away. So we know that the fans have a big role in this with rewards, punishment. Now, is it all done just via Twitter or is it? It is basically, it's all Twitter. So you have to hashtag opposite worlds with the name of the cast member that you like and whatever you want to say about them or whatever you don't like about them. And then their little algorithm is going to sort it all out and, you know, reward them based on that. We really don't have a lot of the details until tomorrow night when the show goes live, but there's definitely going to be a huge social media um, interaction with the show so well i think they've done like a good job at already introducing that because they already have four contestants that are kind of on hold that people who are already in tune or interested in opposite worlds they can go to the opposite worlds page on sci-fi's website and vote for which female and male contestant they would like to see enter the game um in tomorrow's premiere so that is kind of cool that we get to have like a hand like, you know, an opinion on two people entering the house. Yes, I love these people that have the chance to enter the house. It's not actually, spoiler alert, everyone, they are entering in on week three of the show. They're not going to be there tonight. It'll be part of some twist. And I forget what the guy's name is. Um, oh, Steven. Steven is who I endorse. He is a hot uh, Quidditch player. He's nerd hot. And I love him. He's one of the people who can be voted into the show when it, um, yeah, I guess, week three. So that is super exciting. Who do you like of the people that have the chance to come in, James? I like him as well, and I didn't know what you were tweeting about initially when you were like, I endorse him. And I was like, who is he talking about? And mm-hmm. then when I, when I read up on him, I watched his casting tape. I didn't even need to watch the other guy's tape because he just seemed so relatable, and I liked what you just said. He's like this cute little endearing Quidditch player, and I think that he would be entertaining as a character for this new show. So he's someone that I would like to see actually play the game. Yeah, I, I really hope that he makes it. I, he needs to, because he's, he's so adorable. Now, here's another little fun fact. The people in the past, their team name is uh, Epoch, and the future world team is Kronos. And then they go and they battle... Uh, in a in a team challenge, and whichever team wins gets to decide: are they going to be in the future world or in the past for that week? Once again, I do not understand why anybody would choose the past. <laughs> I don't get the benefit of why anybody would go to the past. It's they don't have food, they don't have heat, they have to prepare their own food. There's only a wall, Luke said, with water trickling down it that they have to collect the water in the for the entire week. That Whoa. is how they have to get and I'm um, oh. and, <laughs> Yeah. And let's be clear. I don't mean water to drink. I mean water for anything. You want to take a shower? That's your water supply. No. So you better 
Oh yeah, you want to flush your toilet hole? Yep. Well, that's flush your, your toilet <laughs> hole. Nice. <laughs> what would be a positive or a perk about being in the past? is if I'm in the past and I haven't experienced the future, I'm going to fight 10 times harder to do whatever I can to either enter the future side of the house. Because I feel like if you kind of enter this routine of, oh, I'm relaxed and I'm comfortable, you might lose sight of what the competition is really all about. And I feel like once something's stripped from you, you're going to fight harder to gain that control. So that might be one of the positives. I'm just trying to be optimistic. No, that... <laughs> That is brilliant, and I want everybody to comment below. I'm so glad you took that standpoint, James, because that is exactly kind of what Luke says. I completely disagree. I don't need to not have food, water, clothes to understand that I'm playing a game for $100,000. I'm good. I'll sit over here. He said they get iPads and television. Okay, so I'm just saying, I'll be motivated enough over here in the future. I don't need to be sleeping on the dirt and the sticks to be motivated. That's what I'm saying. You guys comment below and let me know what you think. What do you think, John? I was kind of thinking that the past was maybe more of the punishment, right? I mean, it sounds like gathering water from a, a, a watery wall to flush your toilet hole sounds like a punishment to me. <laughs> <laughs> there is going to be punishments which do relate to food, comfort, and stuff like that. All of the punishments and rewards right. will have to do with that. However, nope, you're in the past. You have to, you, you get your food limited, James. You know what that's all about. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the future, you can do whatever you want. I want to see if they really have a television and an iPad, though, because uh, we're making a television show here. Could you just, because I would totally be off in the corner like, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll but I mean, are they, are they, you know, I mean, as far as television, are they watching like reruns of Will and Grace? I mean, or is it just what are they're limited to it, right? Hey, now that have, doesn't sound all that bad. It doesn't sound all that bad. <laughs> or are they, what, they have the Hulu app on their iPad. I mean, you know, what, you I imagine? think they're still limited. I think they're still, but they have to be. They can't just yeah, sit there. There might be like a curfew. Yeah, oh, you know, that's like a time a frame. Great. Like they can only watch TV or use their apps between like three and five of a day. You know, I would be like, guys, my show is on. I have to recap right now. I, I have to go do a recap in the corner. Which, by the way, there is twenty-four hour uh, robo cams in the house. They're not sure yet if they're going to let us have access to them though, twenty-four-seven. I'm sure we're going to get stuff on social media and on the website um they're still kind of i think figuring out if they want if they're going to let us have 24 uh hour access feed although i'm pretty sure they're not but it'll be interesting because they are recording them 24 hours a day love it That's awesome. so let's talk a little bit about these cast members who we love who we hate who we think's gonna win but before we do that, because I want to throw it to you, James, I know that you are going to also be covering Opposite Worlds over on After Buzz. Yes. 
And the links to that will be below in the edited version so that you guys can watch James recapped it too. Um, but is it one of your fellow uh, After Buzz co-hosty people on the show as well? Um, oh, yeah. You know, someone that actually is an After Buzz host, Jesse, he is mm. going to be on Opposite Worlds, which is one thing that really grabbed my attention about the show to begin with. Because it's always fun to watch a show if you have some sort of connection to someone on it. So I think I'm going to be really invested and obviously rooting for him because he is a fellow after buzzer and we'll see, we'll see how he does. I love me some Jesse because, you know, on the sci-fi website, they have like their personal, I guess, Facebook pictures. And I was like, ooh, blonde. That's not a Facebook picture. uh, I'm like, I love it. So, but now they have him listed as model photographer and he admits that he's not for everyone and his blunt nature can rub some people the wrong way. Is that true, James? What is he really like? Well... If you watched Love in the Wild on NBC, he was also a contestant on that like two years ago. And if you remember him from that show, that is absolutely the edit he received. He was that blunt, overbearing, you couldn't really take him well because he was just kind of, he was kind of the douche. But when I met him, I had the complete opposite perception on him. I thought he was a very sweet guy. Um, Obviously, he can be a little honest, but... I really enjoyed having a conversation with him. He's not someone that I wouldn't mind being around, you know? Like, I I liked his company when I met him. Well, good. I cannot wait. Uh, Please, he he is my first vote for send him to the past because I have a feeling they're going to be wearing loincloths. I'm also liking Jesse as well. I love a good, like, trailer park story. I like someone who likes Chipotle. So do I. So. <laughs> we all love a Chipotle. All Maybe right. Chipotle will endorse him for even putting that right? in the profile. That's going to be majority. And reality recaps. Oh. Yeah. And reality recaps. <laughs> oh, I have already said this. All of you people that are watching that want to go on reality TV shows, you're all fools if you don't have like your little plan of who you want to meet and who you could want to endorse you. Like you should always have your little I love Tori Spelling or I whatever. <laughs> it should be your thing. Now that she's single. Um, oh God. Um, we will yeah. have to talk about that on our reality check show on Saturday night. So let's talk about Angela from the cast. She's one of, obviously, the women players. She is a VP at a vegan food company, and she calls herself a sci-fi geek who likes quantum physics, so I stopped reading. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, but I stopped reading after she talked about her fiery Brazilian attitude, which, if you have Brazilian friends like I do, Oh my gosh, I can't wait for her to throw it down in Portuguese. Oh no, she didn't. I think it's just kind of funny how, like I read that too, she has the Brazilian temper, but she's from Marina Del Rey. She's known (laughs) for her like hippie-like temperament, but she also has a Brazilian temper. Those Mm -hmm. don't seem to go very hand in hand. So I feel like she's going to be a very complex character to watch because Mm -hmm. it could go one of two ways. You know, you're either going to probably like her because of her hippie-like temper or you're going to hate her because of her Brazilian temper. Right. So it's, she's going to have to play her cards right. Well, let, <laughs> let us move over to Charles. 
who is a military reserve boxing coach. Well, that's right, Lars. I'm reading. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's where you stop reading. Well, he joined the Marines at 19, then he went into the Army, and apparently now he teaches um, youth boxing, which I, you know, could come in handy in some of these team challenges or the individual challenges. Sounds like the white team. <laughs> 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 I think that he'll be likable because if he play, if they play up the fact that he's a father of a 15 year old daughter people always like that story if he's competing in any sense for the money to help his daughter then I think people are going to like him and he could be a popular player the fact that there's also Wyatt who's another person from the military in the house I can see some sort of connection or relationship happening or evolving between the two of them just because of that mutual connection so it'll be interesting to see how Charles kind of gets in there on a social level in the game. Right. Well, and I mean, you bring up a really good point. Um, it, this game has a lot to do with the social media aspect of everything. So, you know, how these people endear themselves to us America is really going to either benefit them or hurt them in this game. And I wonder yeah. how aware they are of that while they're playing. Because I would throw myself into the past and be like, I have diabetes and <laughs> I, oh, I need some oh my food. God. look. Everybody thinks that, like, you know, yeah. oh, put me on a reality and, show. And I, I would be taking stuff. pictures of you with my iPad through the glass watching you do that. <laughs> <watching> you do <laughs> that. <laughs> Sending Snapchat. <laughs> I'd be shooting video. <laughs> Hashtag at reality recaps. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Wyatt, since you I know you both love him. He like James said, he's also military and a public safety driving specialist. And he's forty seven. He looks really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the one of the three things he can't live without is sex. So that's probably why he looks good, because if he's getting it all the time, then his mm. body's looking fine. You know what I'm saying? So and orgasms will tighten your skin. <laughs> yeah. He's he can't live without sex, surf, or water. And I'm just saying why. Uh, um, surf and, and water are like the same thing. So you could kind of maybe have another I one, another I one. I think water should be one of your three things, right? Because we all need water, right? <laughs> like, have another one, like Xanax, do something, mix it in with the water. The water's trickling down the glass, how desperate he's going to be trying to like lick or lap up the window just to right. get that water. Uh, you know? uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is exactly why I think they put that in there for him. Because, you know. What are you doing? Oh, I'm collecting water for my, 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 my toilet I, bowl. I just, I, I don't know if you guys watched his audition tape, but his audition tape to me was one of the most well rounded ones of all the contestants. They showed a lot of various different clips from him being in the military to showing his athletic strengths and his capabilities. And I remember seeing somewhere online, and maybe we briefly discussed it, how they're going to be thrown into this duel of destiny. And I think if it's anything physical, Wyatt's going to come out on top because he knows he knows how to do really well under pressure from oh, being a part of the military. <laughs> he's going to come out on top. Yeah, but I also think he's going to be endearing to audiences too because you know he's gone through a lot. You know, having his mom being married five times, going to Afghanistan and in Iraq. 
I just feel like he could either be rough around the edges or he's going to be this person well-rounded that you're going to find yourself really rooting for. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm rooting for him on what I've seen already. The whole duel of destiny thing is apparently where that's like the thing that happens before they get voted out. So that is every uh, Wednesday night. I'm not sure if we're influencing that or if it's the House. I think we do it. I really don't think the House votes people. I think maybe the House just nominates. Luke said that like the, we have to wait to see how it all plays out, but it all falls very interesting. Well, plays out I think I read a spoiler. Maybe Luke didn't touch on it yet. Oh. From, what I, from what I read is that every Tuesday night, they're going to open up to the public the votes, and I think that's where the strong yeah. social media is going to come in, and we're like the decider. And right. then the, two, the players who receive the power from our votes then to select people to face off against each other in the Duel of Destiny. I also love how the show, it's almost like Survivor versus Big Brother with yeah. a glass wall down the middle. Like the, the past is starving and the future kind of has everything, gets to live in the house. You know, whatever. I think I cannot wait to see how all the dynamics play out. But let's talk about JR, who's an attorney. So I almost wanted to stop reading. Uh. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's a new attorney. So uh, maybe you're not such a D bag yet. Uh, but look uh, at his eyes. His eyes are piercing. I don't know if you're looking at his photo uh, right now, but he yeah. has beautiful eyes. Just going to throw that mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> Excuse me. Everybody knows that I have the best look. No. <laughs> I also love how he says he frequently gets labeled as argumentative. Oh, Mm -hmm. really, lawyer? I wouldn't have imagined (laughs) that. In the perfect profession. You know, the thing that I loved about JR is that he hates people who take gym selfies hilarious i was i was just reading that and if if people have those tablets or whatever in the future side and they're working out can you imagine people taking those gym selfies and him yeah right (laughs) in the future (laughs) i don't know why people have such a problem with gym selfies i love gym selfies keep sending them uh what do we think about one of our blonde ladies danielle who is a sports model and personal trainer and she loves sports and physical activity and trains six days a week and hates breaking from routine you have to have that blonde person on the show fitness girl, um, yeah. hmm i mean i'm kind of i don't really have an opinion on her so far she's I would like to just kind of yeah i would just like to see how she does you know <laughs> she is she, the boys. <laughs> is she is she glass wallpaper john we don't know we don't know we uh, this is why i love that we are all talking about them right now because i can't wait until we get to come back on thursday right. after we really like people always in this cast preview blow us away once they're on the show and they completely turn it around what i think is interesting that i think was really good that they put on here especially being on the sci-fi network is rachel Oh, yeah. She's got the red hair. She's a gamer. She's pretty. She's like all of like the, the geek's kind of wet dream kind of girl, right? For sure. Which yeah. Which absolutely worked to her favor when it comes to popularity votes. Because people uh, who love sci-fi are going to want to root for her. Oh, my gosh. Those gamers are online all the time. They could just click up on a window, tweet it, and she has got their vote. And it even says that she's a multimedia personality, so she probably mm-hmm. already has a huge following. Not to mention, if she's one of the most recognizable gamers in the industry, she's already playing that media, social media 
level of the game. And I think that'll work to her favor for sure. I just think they cast her to piss me off. <laughs> and just the just, whole tagline, too, of bringing grown men to their knees. I mean, gamers are probably just going to explode all over the place. <laughs> John totally knows. John, how many times do I call you and I'm like, I just spent eight hours working on this video and we don't really have a lot of views, but then there's this person playing like Minecraft and they have like a million views. I'm right. sick of these gamers on the YouTube. People, thumbs up and subscribe. Do a Minecraft recap. <laughs> we, maybe now I can uh, hashtag this video Minecraft and we might get some more views. <laughs> I'm hashtagging a toilet hole. That's, I'm going to be saying it all week. I cannot stop laughing. Let us talk about Frank. And look, I will tell you right now, I cannot say anything bad about Frank because A, he is a firefighter, and B, he's from Staten Island, so he can uh, come here and hurt me after the show. But so uh, is he going to be like a male version of Gina from Gina Marie from Big Brother, Staten oh, Island? Yeah, I can't wait. Mm. Oh. One can only hope. One can only hope. I'm just, you know, no offense, Frank, if you're watching this in the future. Um, I, I just don't think you're really Gina Marie's type, but I would love it if we could, like, you know, pair him and Gina Marie up. He was a former New York City police officer, um, and he's described as good-natured and, you know, Cast strapped an Italian Catholic. Okay, it's mm, like mm. his profile is like an online dating profile. You're on yeah. a reality show. <laughs> no, but you know what? This profile is actually, to me, I think it's going to do him a really good favor in the game because he seems like your well-rounded East Coast family man. And mm -hmm. everyone loves that, that father figure. And I think that people are going to want to root for him because, you know, he was on force during 9-11. So he already right. has strong backstory. Not to mention, if you're gregarious and good natured, then that's someone that people want to be around. So I think Frank is going to see someone that we're going to, is someone we're going to see do really well as far as longevity in the game. The people that have, like you say, the most endearing stories, the most spin they can put on their uh, reality TV storyline is going to get them the furthest in this game if we, mm -hmm. the people, are the ones controlling it. Um, so what do we think about Jeffrey, who is a nonprofit coordinator? Is that a job? Is that a job? <laughs> You, who pays you? You're not making a profit. <laughs> the grants, um, the grants that but, you get pay you. He's family. He's openly gay. So here's our gay character on the show. Mm -hmm. And women love a good gay. And they're probably mm -hmm. going to warm up to him I in the do. game. But one thing that drives me insane is he doesn't have an E in Jeffrey at the end of his name. And it's I just want to fix that for him because... The way Please. he spells his name is a little obnoxious. <laughs> Please, all the gay people with this. It's hard with our spelling. gay accent to not say Jeffrey without the E. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really annoying when you have to blog the show and autocorrect keeps changing it for you, and you're like, nope, there is no E in that name. Just like when autocorrect, every time I type Luke, it thinks I'm saying like. Nope, I'm actually typing a person's name autocorrect. Okay. Thank you. So this cast with their names. Oh, I like great. I like Jeffrey though. I mean, the more I read about him, you know, he really is. A, he's a mentor for high school students, and I think that's something yeah. that people are gonna like. I think I think he's just gonna be a different type of. He's gonna be a new breed of gay on this show. I think, oh so. God! Oh, I've heard that before. 
Oh, yeah. You know, when we all heard that, I was going to save it for the end, but this is probably a good point to just shove it in here. You guys can also go back and check out the show we just did with James the other day. We did like a big capture reunion uh, with him and the green team and the purple team and the gray team. uh, And they tell us about, you know, what kind of went on in capture, which is actually relevant to this show because mm, the host, Luke Tipple, was also the host of James. James's, James's show of capture. <laughs> Roll the, stop. The CW. Um, so, you know, whatever. We're going to talk more about that at the end, though. Let us talk about Lauren, who is an adventures instructor. Uh, she can't live without a decaf, grande, skinny vanilla latte, uh, her fam, oh, and dateline. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, what do we think of Lauren? <laughs> I'm sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> I know, the other blonde. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the other blonde is right. Soon as I read the non-fat skinny latte, I was like... <sighs> mm-hmm. you know. I, I, but I shouldn't talk. I just had to Google what fulcrum meant. Isn't that what um, Erica did on... Uh, no, that's not what Erica did on, on your on Capture. What was it called? Like her whole tumbling, flipping. Oh run- no, it's not parkour. No. Fulcrum oh, parkour. parkour. Fulcrum. Parkour. The definition says the point of which a lever rests or is supported and on which it pivots. So, what is a fulcrum adventure? Is a instructor. She knows a lot of good positions. <laughs> <laughs> That's apparently what it must mean. Yeah, she's a firecracker. She actually, she describes herself as the biggest firecracker on the 4th of July. I have a feeling you're going to fizzle out real soon on this show. No, you know what? I'm reading more. I'm reading more as you keep going in that paragraph. You guys, she'll be underestimated because she was a valedictorian. And if she plays this blonde side up and it could work to her favor, she could be a really intelligent person to watch and really want to see her do well because, you know? We also see photos of Lauren jumping out of, like, airplanes. So she's obviously a lot tougher than we think she is. I mean, she's she's 100% fulcrum. She's super adventurous. She's so fulcrum. Like, she's, fulcrum to the maximum. super pivoting. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Um, I That's what believe- I'm taking away from this recap. It's fulcrum and yeah. hole. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think of our blonde number three, Sam, who's a medical supplies distributor, a.k.a. the person that walks in the doctor office when you all are waiting to go yeah. in, and she's like, I just need to talk to the doctor for a minute, and then you the get delayed case, like 20 The rolling minutes. case of pills, the rolling case of pills mm-hmm. that cut you off. Mm-hmm. I like her. I'd be putting pills in my hair to go. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch her audition, she's the other person actually watched her audition video, and I was really turned off at the beginning when she's like, the reason why I'm going to win is because I'm attractive and I'm smart. The fact that she put attractive first is not really something that's going to help you win the game. So I was already turned off to the next, you know, minute, 30 seconds of her audition tape. Like, why would you put I'm attractive and then smart? Like, own up to if you're smart, say I'm smart, but I'm also right. attractive, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little harsh on her. 
No, we have to. We have to be harsh on people. We have to be harsh and we have to be funny. That's what we have to do. We have to hate and love them all just a little bit. Otherwise, if we loved everybody this season, it would be boring. But she's going to have the drugs, so I would still be her BFF. <laughs> Especially in the past. <laughs> I'd be popping his addicts and licking that water wall. <laughs> I don't think they're allowed personal items from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never know how to say this name. Is it Lizette? Lizette. It is Lizette. Okay, I am right. It's like Josette, but Lizette. Okay, well, Lizette, I love you. (laughs) She is a nurse from Tucson, Arizona. She is a proud Catholic, African-American. Oh, wait. She is a proud Catholic, African-American father and Jewish Caucasian mother. What? Have I not read that sentence before? Let's let's just read it one How time. How could she be a father and a mother? Oh, she's the product, see, helping <laughs> to read. When I read all the words, then we are good. I thought she was saying oh, she was Catholic, African-American, no. Jewish, and Caucasian. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, oh, James back. Yay. Hi, James. So um, what do you think uh, of uh, her, John? Go ahead. Um, well, when you first read her bio, I was thinking, how can she be both a father Father and a mother. Does she right. have both parts? Um, <laughs> so, what do you think of her, James? Um, are we talking about Lizette? Lizette. Yeah, you know what? I like her. I think she has a lot of spice to her, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's you know, that's all I have to say about her for right now. I think. I'm a little indifferent. I didn't get a lot from her from her audition tapes. So. I cannot wait. What elephant she's going to address in the room? Oh um. my god. It's her bio, everyone, where she says that she's not afraid to call out the elephants in the room. Unfortunately, there is only the beautiful people on this show, so I don't think there are any elephants to call out. So that's a quick little rundown of who the cast is uh, currently that we will all be seeing tomorrow night. But as it stands right now, and we can't pick with the person coming back in, who, if you guys have to pick right now, is your pick to win? And I'm going to throw it to you guys first. Um, John, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Uh, I'm torn between Jeffrey with no E and Jesse. Okay, I didn't ask you to be torn between two people. I said it is our Don't tell me how to cast. feel. Don't but, tell me how to feel. You do this every time, James. Don't tell I, me how to feel. I even let people switch in the middle. I John will still, am he'll in keep control picking, of like, my four people. He, He'll be like, I like this cast, <laughs> one of them. I'm the leader of how I feel, Eric. Okay, leader. Who's <laughs> Jeffrey. You know, I can see why you were torn between two people because I do think Jeffrey's going to fare really well in the competition, but I'm not necessarily torn because I'm really strongly about being Team Wyatt. I really, there's something about Wyatt that I really like, and mm-hmm. I think he, would, he has the potential to really take it all the way. I'm going to go completely... I'm watch his audition video then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take it. Magic in there. Yeah. I'm gonna take it a completely different way, and I'm gonna say I am all team Jesse, and for completely superficial reasons, I want him in the past in a loincloth. I want some all Jesse all the time. Plus, 
he's after Buzzy and does stuff like this. So I think he has a good background. He knows reality TV. I think he's going to understand how to hopefully maneuver through this well enough. But as of right now, and I will let you both change mid-season, I'm picking Jesse. You guys make sure that you comment below and let us know who you all think are going to win over, um, you know, on YouTube where you're watching this. Watch one of the people that get voted in win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's not really fair, and I could see this kind of creating a little bit of Big Brother drama. These people are, according to Luke, which, everybody, that interview is coming up in a few minutes right after we're done with this, um, they're basically coming in mid-season. They're coming in week three. The entire season is only six weeks long. It's only six episodes. Wow. So for them to come in... Oh, in really? The middle of yeah, it's only, but I, I don't mean six episodes, I'm sorry, 12 episodes, because there's two episodes a week, okay. but it only it only runs for six weeks. It actually ends the uh, week that The Amazing Race All-Stars starts, which, yeah. thank God, couldn't be yeah. any better for us. Yeah, so true, so true. <laughs> yes. So this is perfect, because of course we're covering All-Stars and Survivor, uh, Amazing Race All-Stars and Survivor. So much stuff here if you guys click around, uh, realityrecaps.com. So, James, what are you looking most forward to this season of Sci-Fi Opposite Worlds? Well, truthfully, I'm a big fan of Luke Tipple, and maybe it's because I'm biased for being on Capture with him. I really like the guy a lot, and I respect him and what he does with his work. So it's going to be fun seeing him host a whole new show. I definitely think this concept is going to shock a lot of people. I can see it doing really, really well, especially with the social media component added to it. I'm going to have fun with it because I feel like I'm, I'm involved with the show, not mm -hmm. just an audience person on my couch. Like I'm going to be determining the fate of the people I'm watching. So that's going to be fun as a reality fan. And I'm just excited to just see how it all plays out because it's completely new. It's, it's a whole I fresh idea. I want to say this because it kind of ties <laughs> into what James just said. So I was listening <laughs> to Rob Sesternino's podcast and everybody knows we love us some Rob Sesternino. And I probably should have told talked to him about this before because you'll kind of know I'm just kidding but here's my point he said they have so many followers over at robhaspodcast.com that all, him and all of his followers are going to get to control what happens and the social media aspect of this show so I'm throwing the gauntlet down Rob Sesternino and all you RHAPers our reality recap fans are going to control this so you just why I'm throwing the gauntlet down is what I'm we, doing. Hey, you know what, Eric? We can have an alliance. We got Afterbus and your reality recaps going on here. And exactly. Against one. <laughs> it is. I just can't wait to see how the two worlds kind of intertwine, especially like with challenges and stuff. I'm really interested and seeing that. All right, look, I'm knocking both of you out of here because I want I want full screen on me to say, look, we went over the cast, we went over the twist, we went over what the show's going to be like, we know what you guys think, and, and what everyone is commenting on below. 
but we need to get to the real good stuff. Not that you guys aren't good. I'm not saying you guys aren't good. Um, I'm just saying we have Luke. We have Luke Tipple here now live on the phone. He is going to elaborate on some of the stuff that we just talked about as well as some stuff that we didn't. So let's get his insight on everything and then I'll bring you guys back and we can, you know, wrap up the whole entire show. So let's, let's roll that interview. Ooh, fading. Hey, Luke, how you doing? Good, Eric. Good, night. So we are so excited for the Opposite uh, World's premiere tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sci-Fi. And, you know, to us, we cover reality TV and competition shows. And, you know, Opposite Worlds being new, we don't really know a lot about it. It seems kind of like Big sure. Brother meets Survivor. So we were we were hoping you could tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if you've got fans of Big Brother and Survivor, you know, it's a it's a reasonable analogy to say that it's kind of a, you know, it has elements of both, um, but it is its its own unique competition. Um, in its most basic form, we have uh, six competitors, um, two, sorry, two teams of six competitors, um, and they live inside a great big house, um, half of which is themed to the future and half of which is themed to the past. Uh, there's a glass wall that divides them. So they, they have to live and exist in this uh, in this world. There's no luxurious hotel rooms that they go back to. Uh, they are sequestered there for the six weeks and for as long as they can stick around and not get eliminated. And uh, people in the past are living in fairly primitive conditions. They're clothed in animal skins and eating raw foods and cooking over fire if they can even start it. Um, in the future, they're... You know, pretty much every whim is uh, is met. They can uh, they can kick it and relax and drink champagne and eat whatever they like. Um, and then every week we pull them out for a team challenge and also an individual challenge. Um, one of which uh, the loser of which will be eliminated. And a lot of that is voted on and participated on by the general public, uh, by America uh, through Twitter and uh, Facebook and website interaction as well as you know phone and text. So it's really cool that we can get uh, get America actually involved in, um, you know, blow-by-blow action. And the key to it all, of course, is uh, on Wednesday night, the episode is live. So you're going to see somebody live eliminated, and uh, a lot of that will be um, contributed to by people's tweets. Right. Well, that brings up uh, actually a great fan question that we have from uh, for you from uh, Dana Goodyear over on Twitter. And she says, how much will Twitter and other social media aspects affect the outcome of the game? Uh, to expand on that, I know that there is going to be the popularity index where how people actually tweet about the players is going to impact them in the game. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Um, there's a number of different ways that people didn't get involved, and we hope that they use all of them. Um, the Twitter Popularity Index, which is presented by Verizon, is um, is an algorithm which um, tracks people's tweets when they use hashtag Opposite Worlds and when they reference a specific player's name. Um, so what it will actually do is if they say, you know, Eric is the greatest guy on the planet. I hope he wins this competition. That might get a score out of 100 of like 95, which is very, very positive. Um, if they say, I can't stand Eric. I hope he gets eliminated this week. He needs to leave. That would probably score very, very lowly. And, uh, and those cumulative scores get added up onto the, the leaderboard. And the most popular player every week will get a reward. 
the least popular will be punished. Um, so in that way, people can very actively um, participate in how they feel about their particular characters. Um, the actual punishments and rewards are yet another way people can contribute uh, because we'll give uh, America the option of choosing between three punishments and three rewards. Uh, those will be posted on the website. And, uh, and again, you'll get to vote on which particular punishment and reward those players will receive. Can you tell us um, a little bit more about what types of punishments or rewards there'll be, or is that a secret until we're all tuning in? Um, you know, we have to leave some things for the show, um, right. but I'm, I'm quite okay with you asking things like that. Um, but I, I will say that they're going to be themed to their particular environment. So uh, let's say that if uh, somebody from the past is the most popular and they win a reward, the reward might be something you know luxurious that doesn't perhaps exist in the past, some way for them to get a little bit of relief from uh, perhaps the cold or the dirtiness or the hunger that they're currently experiencing. You know, conditions over there are, uh, are really quite brutal. You know, they're, they're not nice. Even after just a few days of living in there, I'm seeing, you know, a little bit of weight come off the people. You know, they're, they're tired. Um, interestingly enough, they're kind of getting a little bit, you know, stronger and they're working together as a team, which is um, a, a very interesting aspect of living in the past. Um, if you look over the other side of the glass ball at the people in the future, again, they're kind of kicking it. They have no reason to work harder. Um, so, yeah, in that way, the punishments and rewards will will work with those people as they're living in their environments. And, and uh, I can't say much more about them, but right. they'll be good in both, in both senses. So let's talk about the glass wall now for a moment, because I feel like this is almost another player in the game, sort of speak, because it kind of divides the house and it lets each side, the past and the future, kind of look at each other. How is that dynamic, you know, playing out? Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. It is a third player. I think of it as kind of a psychological barrier. Um, they they really can't communicate easily across it. Um, we in no way restrict them from looking at each other and trying to communicate um, through there. So there, there's going to be some interesting dynamics in how certain members from each team um, perhaps communicate or perhaps try to, you know, maybe they're going to try to work together. Um, but it's it's a strange kind of feeling I know for particularly the people in the past as they're sitting there on in dirt and bark and sticks and stones and they're you know going to the toilet in a essentially a, a fairly rugged hole in the ground and literally on the other side of the glass wall there's a luxurious bathroom. <laughs> so I know for the for the ladies in the past right now they're kind of looking with uh, great envy. At the uh, at the bathroom on the other side, and and I'd hazard to say the guys as well. You know, it's it's not a comfortable feeling being over there. Um, in the future, of course, when you're looking over at the past, it, it's hopefully a good motivator for them because if they were to lose the world in challenge, then chances are they'll be sent back to the past. Right. Now, uh, speaking of the differences between the past and the future, um, it says that there are advantages to each, but I'm kind of having trouble figuring out what any of the advantages would be to be living in the past. Uh, is that something that you can speak about? Yeah, I can speak to that a bit. I mean, um, looking at it um, from a 
you know, scientist's point of view. You know, I, I like studying human behavior. I like looking at, at these types of competitions. It's really a breakdown of, of how we work as human beings, you know, where we've come from, where we are now, and what type of, um, uh, what type of primitive aspects of us, you know, whether it be a you know, hunter-gatherer mentality or, um, you know, fight-or-flight mechanics that are inside us that can really be drawn out by extreme environments. And I think that's a big part of what these competitions are really sort of breaking people down to their elements and seeing if they can survive or perform in exceptional circumstances. Um, For the people in the past, I think what it does is immediately makes them work as a team. They have to for survival. They have to learn how to, you know, make fire, how to prepare food, how to collect water and how to ration that water, whether it's, you know, some of it's for washing up, uh, personal hygiene or for drinking water. Um, they, they really sort of have to communicate as a full group in order to get the chores done every day. You know, simple things like food preparation takes a long time um, when you're chopping veggies and boiling rice and doing all this stuff over a wood fire. Um, it's not as simple as, you know, pulling a meal out of the freezer and zapping it in the microwave. Um, so I think there's a, there's a really strong case to be made for um, the potential for group cohesion and, uh, and team um, strength and bonding being formed in the past. Now, whether we see that or not with the particular teams in the past is a whole different issue. You know, they, uh, they it may actually be the thing that fractures them all if they don't have any type of sense of how to survive in that type of environment. But for the right team and the right players, I think being in the past will force them to learn how to, you know, develop a good, strong bond between them, learn how each other works, develop their strengths and weaknesses, identify those, and, uh, and potentially be stronger and even more hungry for the competition. Um, the advantages of the future are obvious. They're going to be well-rested, well-fed, um, but will they develop the same type of you know, hunger and fierceness that the people in the past do? Um, I, for one, looking at modern-day society, don't think that we have the need for that so much. You know, we're much more focused on um, you know, social advantages and economic advantages and um, pushing ourselves forward. Um, I think in the past, it was perhaps more moving the group forward. So we'll see how those play out. Um, (laughs) You know, I think it's going to be quite dramatic on both sides. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to see how that uh, plays out. It actually leads into kind of uh, our next question, which comes from Chris Nicholas over on Twitter. And he wants to know, will the future house guests be limited to their consumption of things like food, alcohol, toiletries, or is it just unlimited for them as long as they're in the future world? Um, I can't speak to that because that may um, shape and shift over the course of the... uh, of the right. competition, but I can say that they are, um, they're not really wanting for anything. Let's put it that way. Okay. And how does food work in the past? I mean, I'm assuming that then that's different than the future. Do they have to kind of scavenge for it or is it provided in a, you know, showy almost type way? Yeah. Um, well, because they are restricted to a compound, uh, the compound is about, um, three-fourths undercover, um, and then there's a courtyard outside, which is where there are, um, where the water is dripping down, a little waterfall type thing, so they have to collect their water that way in in buckets all day. Um, So they're they're not actually sort of out going hunting and and gathering as we think of it in a real... um, 
right. old-worldly roaming-type way. Um, they are provided with food, um, but that food is very, very, very basic and often not prepared, so it takes an exhaustive amount of time to do so. Can you tell us a little bit more about what your role in the game is going to be? Because I know, you know, like on a Survivor, we see Jeff that's much more in there with them during the challenges, cheering them on versus like a Julie Chen on Big Brother, who's kind of removed from the game, but still can influence it. How does how are you impacting the game as the host? Um, well, my role is very much uh, in the same genre as what uh, Jeff would be doing on Survivor. Um, I'm with them at every significant moment of the game. Um, I uh, lead them through their challenges. I'm uh, in control of the challenges. I adjudicate the challenges. Um, I'm also giving them their, their key points throughout the game. So I'm very actively involved. The only time I'm not actually, um, you know, doing something with them is when they're in their worlds. So the way that we put it is when they're in the future, when they're in the past, they're inside their own world and they're left to their own devices. Um, when they come out to the present, which is when they leave the house, then they're in my world and they're under my control. Right. And that's for like the ta- the challenges. And we know that there are the team challenges and the individual challenges. So I assume Correct. that the team challenges are more to uh, figure out which world you're going to end up in and individual is more like reward punishment. Um, almost. The, uh, the worldly challenge is the team challenge. Um, okay. So I... I brief them on that, and then I um, guide the action throughout. Um, and that is uh, for control of power of the world. So the winner of the world with challenge will choose where they want to live uh, for the next week. Um, so they have the power to say, you know, we're quite okay in the past, or we're quite okay in the future, we'll stay there. Um, or they might want to switch worlds. Um, totally up to the winner of the world with challenge. The individual challenge is called the duel of destiny. And that is an elimination, and that will be held live on Wednesday nights. Um, so that is, you know, the elimination in front of America. The loser of the Duel of Destiny goes home. No questions asked. So it's one of the things I love about this is there is an element of, uh, of voting and social cohesion within the team as well as with America. But in the end, we have two combatants, you know, going head-to-head to see who gets to go home. It sounds amazing. I can't wait. Um, is there going to be a live feed element? Like, are we going to be able to watch them? I know that you guys are recording them 24-7, but will we be able to watch that somehow online? Or is it just going to be the shows uh, twice a week on Sci-Fi? Um, I think for the most part, it's going to be the shows on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, we are rolling with RoboCams 24 hours a day. Um, whether those feeds get made available or not, we're going to have to see. Um, I believe there is some speak of making uh, some of that action available on the website. So, um, you know, the best thing I can do is to tell you to check out, you know, officerworlds.sci-fi.com, which is the website devoted to the show, and uh, and check it out. They're adding new features every day. So I'm not sure exactly what they'll end up deploying as far as the feeds go. Well, we'll definitely be directing people there. Uh, how long is the show going to run for? We have 12 episodes over six weeks. Um, so the first one, obviously, is Tuesday night, followed by um, the live elimination with the Duel of Destiny on Wednesday. And that'll be the same formula for every week. Okay, great. Um, well, I, you know, we know that we need to let you go, 
But I just wanted to say, you know, we kind of got to know you from when you were hosting Capture. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be covering Opposite Worlds all season long on Thursdays. We're actually doing it with uh, James Wallington from the Lime Team on Capture. Uh, from Lime Team. <laughs> from the Lime Team. Yeah, so I want to we I want to know he's not here right now. Do you have any good dirt on him that we can that we can have or use? On <laughs> um, James, actually, I think he was uh, his real true nature was kind of brought through by the show very well. He's a he was a fierce competitor and kind of a bit sneaky when it came down to it. Oh, um, he kind of played a little bit weak, but he was a he was a devious, you know, scheming guy. Um, he uh, he played the game really well. And uh, I think he did well in the show. Um, obviously, didn't make it through to the end, but right. um, you know, he he was not a weak competitor at all. <laughs> right? No, we we love James. All right, so um, yeah, he was great. Bef- before we wrap it up, uh, I feel like we should talk about the last aspect, which is fans actually have an as- uh, a chance to vote two more people into the game by voting on them over on uh, the Opposite Worlds website, right? Yes, absolutely. We have, uh, voting is still open, I believe. Um, we have four contestants, um, who are competing for the final two spots. So the, uh, the people actually in the world right now, they believe that they are the only people in this game. They don't know about these extra contestants. They've never met them. They don't know anything about it. And when we choose to introduce them to the game is, uh, will be revealed in the shows. Um, but right now people can go on and, and See the the casting tapes. See you know, learn a little bit about these people who potentially could be entering the worlds. Um, so I encourage you to get over there and vote. I know that it's a pretty close contest right now. Um, just speaking to the producers yesterday, there's uh, you know, it's quite intense over there. So you know, Yo, you can choose who goes into the worlds. We we are officially backing Steve here. We like Steve is our official. Oh, you're a Steve man, huh? Okay. Yeah, we we are Steve fans here at Reality Rehabs. Well, thank you so much Who's for your te- uh, second favorite on the list. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, Luke. We look forward to the premiere tomorrow night and interacting with you and the show over on Twitter. No worries, Eric. I'll be uh, live tweeting throughout. Look forward to chatting with you and your fans. All right, thanks so much, Luke. So. James. Yes. We now have just heard Luke Tipple say that um, you played a good game and that your true colors were shown and though, but that maybe he thought you were a little bit of a weak player, but it still seemed like he really um, liked you in the game and, you know, he seemed very good spirited about it. So I felt I should let you respond since I tried to like stir the pot there a little bit. Yeah, well, you know what, based on what Luke said, I agree. I think my character, what you saw with me and my sister on the show, was 100% who we are. Um, As far as being a weak player, if you look at an athletic resume of the other contestants we were up against, yeah, I would say we were a little bit on the weaker side, not having a strong athletic background. But I think we really held our own and proved our worth with the sabotages and the advantage points, doing two in a row, need I say, and taking out, you know, one of the biggest teams in the competition. So I don't think we're necessarily the weaker or the weakest team, Luke, but I can see why you would say that. 
Well, if you guys want to see more about what James thinks and the cast of Capture, make sure you go check out the Capture Reunion Recap Show that we did. The links will be below this video. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, we all know that we love James. He didn't say it badly. I think that was no. very jokingly. I think he was laughing. I think he got that we were just kind of joking. But I, just I know that Luke has a, a place in his heart for, uh, for the love of Lyme. He loves us. I know it. I cannot wait for Opposite Worlds to start. What an amazing roundtable to discuss the cast. Um, follow me at Twitter at Comedy Jonah. All right, you guys, make sure to check out AfterBuzz TV's Opposite Worlds After Show. We're going to be live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. Well, wait, 9 p.m. West Coast time. So it'll be midnight Eastern Standard time. But make sure you check that out. But I'm James Wallington, and you can follow me on Twitter at James Wallington. Well, that about wraps up our amazing sci-fi opposite world show for this week, but not really for this week because we will be live tweeting Tuesday and Wednesday night during the shows. We'll probably even do a daily vlog right after Tuesday night show just so that you guys can get our reaction from it immediately. So make sure you check that out over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash vlog. Of course, we will be doing our opposite world show as well as having an interview with the eliminated person from the show this coming up Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll have them actually every single Thursday, whoever is eliminated from the house. So, so much in store for you guys, all about opposite worlds, daily blogs, just so much more. You guys know the deal. We are so excited to be covering this show this season for you guys. Well, all season long. And of course, you know that we have Dana blogging for The Bachelor. For those of you that love Bachelor, you can check those out over on the website. We're covering uh, Bravo with live recaps, and of course our daily blogs and our reality check show every Saturday night. But you can find all that info over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show. And uh, I guess we will be back tomorrow with our Bravo show. And look, I don't really want to... Mm, well, here's the deal. Don't hold me to this, but a little birdie told me we might be joined by Kristen and Tom from Vanderpump Rules on tomorrow's Bravo show, or we may not have one at all. So that's the way it's going to go. You'll just have to tune into the live shows page to find out all the info. So until definitely a daily vlog and or our Bravo show tomorrow, we will see you guys all then and be live tweeting for the Opposite Worlds premiere tomorrow night. See you guys all then. Bye for now.